The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. You're listening to Pure Rock Radio. Feed your addiction. This episode is brought to you by the Bleeding Old Blood Club with this important message. The Bleeding Old Blood Club believes life doesn't end at 40. Live life. Take that trip. Learn that skill. Get in the pit. Learn to skate or get back on your skateboard. Shred it up once again. Check us out on Facebook, the Bleeding Old Blood Club. You can teach an old dog new tricks. This is Chris Vidal from Instate Hannity, and you're listening to Radioactive Metal. Welcome to Radioactive Metal. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an oh, the insanity, the insanity episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode six hundred and twelve, and I'm Snow White. I'm Sky, and this is Aaron. And dear listeners, tonight's episode is brought to you by the wonderful fine folks at True Cult Coffee, T R V E K V L T Coffee dot com. Currently, the offer is, and I got to hand it to Mr. Coffee Bean Oculta. He's a funny little dude. I get an email that says, a message from Brand Daler of Mastodon. And then mm-hmm. the only thing in the email just says that it's 15% off of everything at True Cult Coffee. Use the code BRUCIFER, B-R-E-W-C-I-F-E-R, BRUCIFER. So, dear listener, here's why you should do that. Because one, you can subscribe to True Cult Coffee. Never run out of coffee. Save 15%. And when you get your coffee every month, you also get not one, but two great bands giving you new music every month with your coffee. It really doesn't get better than that. You run out of coffee, which will make you not kill people. You'll get more (laughs) music 
which will hopefully also make you not kill even more people. So that'll be great because you'll be a well-adjusted individual. Unlike the people who listen to, like, say, easy listing that have no outlet for their emotions. Not at all. Like, yeah, geez. Like, those those are the type of people, okay, you think, oh, he was a quiet man. No, no, he just took a pickaxe to his family. That's what that easy listening music does. That's what easy listening does, yeah. That's what it does. That does. I'm, I'm pretty sure if we look hard enough, every serial killer has been a Kenny G fan. Anyway. Please. coffee.com Subscribe and possess yourself a cup today. What is going on? And welcome back to the show, Sky. Yeah, I'm so excited. Hey, you. How's it going? It's been busy. It's like rushing to get everything um together and shows booked um it's been it's been really really hard for me because i solely have spent the last two years focusing on touring bands um Mm. and now that all of our tours are canceled we have three months of shows that have been canceled basically um so this struggle to keep our doors open right now is 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 very real um it's unfortunate it's we're hoping things will turn around. It's, but it's been even booking our locals. It's been really, really hard, um, like almost impossible to book our locals here. Right. Um, so I mean, it's kind of it's unfortunate, um, but I've kind of recently tapped into like this new crowd of people and focusing more on the people in our neighborhood. Um, somebody said to me the other day. Uh, well, not the other day, a couple weeks ago, that they were like, I don't understand why you're so focused on bringing everybody from across the city and you're neglecting the people in your neighborhood. Um, and that kind of hit me a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? That's true. I am focusing on trying to bring people from all across the city to come see a show here when really there's people literally, you know, in, this, in a five block radius of us who have been asking us to book certain bands and certain kind of shows for them more of like the blues and the rock bands mm-hmm. and the older bands and stuff. And so last night was our first night kind of booking those bands and, and appealing to that crowd. And it was, it, it was a hit. It was awesome. Rock on. Yeah. So, you know, I like, I'm not calling anybody out, but for the last couple of years, the last two years that we've been here, we've, booked a lot of bands that other venues wouldn't touch um, and they had nowhere to play. And so we gave them a home and a place to play. And now I can't book them. Um, it's like pulling teeth <laughs> to right. get to play here. And, you know, we put them on these bigger bills. We gave them a chance that other places weren't really giving them a chance. And now other places are, they need the help. And I, I'm super you know, that's great. We need to, we need to help the venues that are still, still around right now mm-hmm. that are also struggling, but we kind of just got like shunned out in a sense. I don't know. I'm trying to say it in the nicest possible way, but we basically, yeah, everybody kind of just fucked off. <laughs> wow. Um, now, so now I'm, I'm really having to like do new things and, and try new things. We had karaoke on a Friday and that was, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted, oh, I so bad. I so badly wanted to be there. We have mutual friends 
that were there and they were posting pictures on Facebook. Hey, ladies. And I'm just like, oh, I really want to be there. I really want to be there. But I just. It was so cool. Yeah. I never knew karaoke could be so fun. It was lit, as the kids say these days. It, was- it, it, it can. You you wait until you see Snowy karaokeing because, number one, I do it really well because I can't sing a lick. Nice. I, I'm That's so me. bad. <laughs> I'm right there with you. But it, was really, it was honestly really cool because, like, before we would have karaoke and it was the same, you know, we would only get six or seven people to come out and it was the same people and they would sing the same songs. And after a while, we're hitting our heads on the wall and we're like, this is getting to be too much. <laughs> but it was on, like, on Friday, we had, you know, some of the punks came out. We had some people from the metal scene come out. We had people from our neighborhood come out. Um, the lady that does it, Shanine Robinson, she had a bunch of her friends and family come out. So we were in the dog pound, like in our smaller side. We hit capacity within like the first half an hour. Mm-hmm. So she had the guys in the crowd grab speakers and equipment. And we shuffled everybody over to the event center. And then we hit capacity again. Right on. That's awesome. It was excellent. Excellent. Was- I'm going to be there July. You have a big event coming up July 11th. I am going to be there, and I will be there your next karaoke night. Yeah. Oh, did I'm here? Okay. Sky, did we lose you? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So no, I was, I was just saying I'll be coming out on the 11th on July 11th for that for the for that big event and next yeah. next karaoke night. I'm there. I'm there. You you just let me know. Yeah, so we actually have a big metal show going on uh, July 10th, and we have Inhumed playing, Bears of Technology, Society, and then we also have um, like those kids playing from Beneath the Darkness. Mm-hmm. So that, that's going to be a really wild night. And then the next okay. night on the 11th, and then again the weekend after, we have two fundraiser shows to help help out with the event center so and there's going to be like burlesque dancers and it's going to be really neat it'll be a really fun different kind of event we'll have punk and metal bands playing and then we'll have some ladies shaking their boobies hey i can't argue with that i yeah right fine Fine. and and it's not even sexist because you're bringing them in so okay Sure. And and the lady who does this, she's very, very into like the body positivity. And, you know, she, it's not just like one type of girl. There's every every kind of body type. Um, so it's really neat. It'll be really cool. It'll be a fun little thing to do. I know yeah, all the bands that I've talked to that are playing are just absolutely excited. They're like, I've never heard of a burlesque show with having live music. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, kind of our own little Suicide Girls, maybe, a night, maybe, of who knows, who knows. Yeah, yeah. and then also, yesterday we had bands playing for um, Indigenous Day here. And oh, like I said, it was, it was bands that I don't typically, like, I typically have heard. And um, they they had, there was this guy, Richard Farrow. Um, he's, like, all over Sirius Ser- X Radio. Okay. Or whatever, and he's won some awards, and he's, like, so unbelievably talented. I was so embarrassed, though, because I was like, oh, I'm going to ask him to marry me, and his wife didn't like that. Probably not, no. Yeah, his wife was not impressed. 
Um, so that kind of sucked, <laughs> but, uh, but I tried. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Well, I'm hearing a lot of positive stuff. Yeah. yeah I'm hoping, hoping things will turn around and pick up and. Mm -hmm. Because I can only order so much pizza. <laughs> you know, I, I throughout all this I did all I could you know <laughs> so but it's all it's it's all been great and yeah to everyone in the in the Winnipeg area come on out on these on these on these dates and support Bulldogs because you know not only is this guy's family business you Bulldog does a lot for this show like bringing in these bands and giving you know giving us the the opportunity to come in early even before i met you you know you, you guys gave me the opportunity to come in early and talk to talk to bands and gave me a space and we're very very receptive and all that so bulldog does a lot for this show so um yeah come on out and support and uh i'm lo i'm looking forward to everything turning around not just bulldog but just the the winnipeg and just the metal and hardcore scene in general i'm getting pretty excited so I have to point this out, Sky. I don't know if it's just because it's been a long time since we've spoken. Tonight is the most Canadian that you've ever sounded. And <laughs> I wanted to ask, like you said that you're focused mostly on two ring bands. Do you start with one ring bands? Do you hope to progress to three oh. ring bands? <laughs> oh. Because it took oh. me a second. I'm like, oh, wow, she's just really Canadian tonight. <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> I, I've never noticed your, your Canadian uh, accent before until tonight. I'm like, wow. Why do people tell me I sound like I have uh, like a States accent? Like I sound like I'm like Southern or something. Uh, not really? quite Southern. I, I go with maybe a Midwestern, but most of the time like you don't Canadian. sound Canadian. Yeah. Mm. I do also get that a lot too, where people are like, "You sound like you're Canadian, from like, but like a Bush Canadian." <laughs> a Bush Canadian. <laughs> yeah, like a little, like a little more like rubby. Ah. Uh, well, before we uh, get on with the grunt here, we got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning. First of all, I want to say uh, a quick belated Father's Day, Happy Father's Day to Aaron. And to uh, to Papa Sky, to Mark. I hope uh, I hope both you guys had a uh, fantastic Father's Day. Which well, I'm thanks, sure Air Snowing. Happy well, Father's Day to you, sir. Yeah, actually, thank you. Yeah, really funny story. My dad was working with me last night because I mean he's always working with me in the event center. Right. And he, um, <laughs> I kept bugging him and pissing him off all day with all my questions, and so he. Um, <laughs> He was like, oh, man, I'm kind of hungry. Like, no, I haven't eaten yet today. So I was like, oh, I, you know, I'll buy him a burger. I'll get him a burger and I'll slather it in gravy. It'll be good. There we so go. Guy's like, well, you know, it would be even more special if you made it yourself. <laughs> and so my dad was kind of, we, we had a good chuckle. It was really funny. So for Father's Day, I bought him a greasy cheeseburger. That's oh, awesome. very nice. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, I kind of had to spoil myself for Father's Day. And that's going to reflect in the in tonight's metal fix but before we kind of get to that i want to say as we speak on this day monday okay 
there is some uh, young ladies that are celebrating a birthday. And obviously, we're not going to mention their ages because I'm sure Robin Mason from Gruesome and, and, and Draketta and just all around good friend of the show would be quite pissed if we put out her age out there. But we want to say happy birthday to Robin. And as well, Aaron, you will recall a couple of years ago, you speaking to um, Casket Robbery. Oh, yeah. And you had a nice chat with Megan Orvold. Yeah. It is her birthday today, too. Aw, how did I not know that? Yeah, Happy birthday, yeah. Megan. Yes, yes. Happy birthday, ladies. Enjoy your special day. And um, if there isn't anything else, then let's get on with it. We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, Brombra, who wants to tell me what they did this time around? Well, I haven't heard from Sky in, like, months, so she's Yeah, oh, I've, I've been missing her for so long, and like I said before, like, she's just down the road, but with everything that's going on in the world, ah! So I can't wait to make my way out soon enough, but why don't you tell me what's going on? Oh, just, just this, like, the usual, but not the usual. Like I said, there's no... No hosting, touring bands. My house has been really lonely. And I've been really, like, um, really upset. Because <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that's, 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 like, my, that's my favorite. My favorite thing ever is meeting all these new people and giving them a place to stay and all that jazz. But um, I do, I am working on, I was helping Heavy Metal Villain with their tour. Mm-hmm. But because, like, Canada's still kind of screwed up in other places, uh, touring isn't a thing right now. So I'm actually, a bunch of the punks were saying that they miss them and they still want them to come play. So they're going to, we're, everybody's going to kind of pitch in some money and we're going to pay for their flights and we're going to fly them out here and they're going to come hang out with us for like a week or week or so. Oh. Yeah, and I was thinking like it might be kind of cool to have them play a show at the cabin, and all our friends can kind of camp out, and then of course like do a venue show and all that all that fun stuff. So show in Sky's basement, <clears throat> possibly we might not, might not do the show in my basement just because we might do the cabin thing and have people come out. But oh, okay, yeah. Um, other than that, nothing really. Okay, well, uh, you've got certainly got a lot on your plate, and I'm yeah. just I'm just glad you uh you you that haven't killed good. anyone yet. You haven't. That is good. You news. haven't you haven't gone out of your head. Uh, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just hide it well. <laughs> just hide it so well. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of trying to book shows and and get things going and hounding people for touring shows when they're going to actually come back and mm-hmm. it, it's been a pain in the butt. Ticket refunds, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all that yeah, stuff. yeah. See that as people like not involved with the biz and all that, they see oh, my show's been canceled or oh I'm not going out this tonight or I'm not this. They don't see exactly what's how this whole thing has messed 
with venues. They don't see how how it's messed with bands, you know, financially. Yeah. Uh, I also um God damn it, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh right. Yeah. So also I wanted to mention there's this metal band that was supposed to come play here. Um there's a gentleman, he's the vocalist and uh, so X Pain came and played with played here uh, last year. Okay. This gentleman is also a part of another band called the Hollowed Catharsis. Right. And I've been following them for a really long time. They were supposed to come play with Proto Sequence. I was extremely excited. Mm-hmm. This guy, this is where I'm going to switch over now, made a post and told everybody that for the last you know few years he's known who he is and he is actually a she oh, okay and posted a picture of herself uh looking her best and feeling really good about herself and made a big thing saying you know i hope that people don't take this out on my band or look at my band differently um i'm still the same person just this is who I am. And I hope that people are, you know, understand our understanding. And, and it was, it was honestly, I was so shocked, but it, but at the same time, I was so humbled at how this person put themselves out there like that. Like we have a couple of trans kids in our, in our music scene here. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, this is, that that's huge. Like that's going to help a lot of other kids and, and, I think, you know, I mean, I, I made a big post about it and I was like, metal is metal. And if you're good, you're good. It shouldn't matter what you look like, what you, you know, what kind of, what your gender is. Mm-hmm. Amen. It matters about music. It's like, that's like, uh, against me, uh, the lead vocalist, he transitioned. Yeah. You know, so many people, I hear so many people talk shit about him and, or her and say horrible things. And I'm like, like, really? the band is still just as good it's still the same person oh for sure so like it just blows my mind that people are so stuck in their ways and so crappy (laughs) so So, i'm aware of against me and i've never really listened to them much but i'm aware of everything that went on with laura jane grace and my question is like did her singing voice change from you know man to woman because I, I would think with the hormones and the, you know. A little bit, but not much. Okay. Like, to, I'm still, like, I, I used, I love Against Me's, like, first two albums that they put out. That, like, for me, those were perfect. And I just, I, I'm like, I'm not going to shun this band because it's a different person. <laughs> for me, I'm like, it's still the same person. I would say, yeah, it's not a different same person. Person. It's the same, same person. Mm-hmm. That's right. People, yeah. A lot of people keep saying that it's not the same person. It's a different person. I'm like, it's really not, though. It's the same person. Like they, <laughs> yeah. So it blows my mind that people are still stuck in that, especially people that are my age. It blows my mind that people are still stuck in that headspace of, like, I just, oh, God. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you expect that from boomers, not millennials. Yeah, yeah. So it always kind of throws me off a little bit. Um well, and then there was one other thing I wanted to touch on as well. Um, I get messages all the time about what, how COVID is 
how venues are protecting their patrons and the bands that are playing and what protocols venues are following. And a lot of questions I get are, are people concerned about our capacity. Uh, a lot of these people haven't actually come to our venue before, so they don't know that we have a fuck ton of space. So mm-hmm, much it's space. huge. Yeah, like tons and tons of space. And we're actually not classified as a venue. Um, we're actually a banquet hall. So we book, you know, we still book wedding socials and different fundraisers and corporate banquet events. We still book those kinds of, of shows, but but we do live music as well. Mm-hmm. So we've always had lots of tables. We've always had lots of chairs. We've always had a big space. So for us, a lot of venues are only operating, their half capacity is only maybe like 50 people to 60 people. Our half capacity is 160 people, um, which is huge. And that's, that's like, a lot, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's like a, one of our big shows for us. Like that's a good, that's a good night mm-hmm. if you get 160 people. But our tables are spaced out properly. Um, we tell people at the door, please don't go up to the bar to order your drinks. Please stay seated. We will have servers come and serve you. This way we can make sure our debit machines are being sanitized and wiped between every use. You can make sure that our staff is properly sanitizing their hands after every table they go to. Um, it gives us... It, like it gives us more control instead of people just rushing the bar because that's you'll get dinged. That's not allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, we make sure that we have hand sanitizer at the door, at the bar. We have it on the stage. Um, our sound technician wipes down the mics and stuff between each band. We have wipes on stage in case of, you know, one band member wants to share their equipment with another band member so they can wipe it down quick. Um, we have lots of lots of things in place, um, and I know a lot of like that's a huge concern for a lot of people. Even a lot of bands, a lot of bands are like, well, you know, some like I have one friend he works with kids at you like at risk youth and stuff. So he's like, I can't. He's like, I'm I I can't I can't play if I can't be sure that I'll be safe. And so mm-hmm. we really 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 made sure that. You know, we're, we're taking proper precautions, even in the small side, you know, we have one door for an entrance. We have one door for an exit. You come in one, you go with the other. Mm-hmm. We have security. So we are security because a lot of people are like, where well, you just are you enforcing it or are you just suggesting it? And I'm like, no, we have security and our security and our staff do enforce these these rules. So. I know that's a big concern for a lot of people going to shows. And again, if you don't feel comfortable, we shouldn't be telling people that they're, you know, being silly or mm-hmm. we still respect that because there are a lot of people that still aren't ready to, to go to live live shows. And that's fine too. We should be, you know, giving those people flack either. Right. Right. Like that's the situation where I'm at. My, my domestic situation is, I still have to be a little vigilant, but I'm thinking by the time, you know, July comes around, unless there's this huge second outbreak. Yeah, like, we're I, lucky. I, We've been yeah. really good. We've been super, super good. Oh, Manitoba has been absolutely amazing. Like, for our population, not that we're huge in the population, but I think we have the lowest, I imagine, like, 
PEI, which has a population of 10, you know, like <laughs> they, they, they probably have the lowest, but they also have the lowest, uh, they also have the lowest population for our population. We are doing an absolutely amazing job. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we've had a really good handle on this and, and we've mm-hmm. all been like, pretty much right from the start. Right like, from the start, yeah. yeah. Like we've like, like what, like nine deaths here, I think, if I'm not mistaking. Yeah, that's even more than I thought, actually. That's but, not bad yeah. at all. We had Correct. that in a weekend. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah. If you can get twenty thousand people in one area and ninety-eight percent of them are wearing masks, okay, we're doing something right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, right on. Well, thank you so much for sharing and giving us that that insight into what's going on. I know I've been, you know, okay, what's going on? How is Sky doing? How's Bulldogs doing? I want to, I want to hear what's going on, but I want to hear her explain it all on the show and all that. So, thank you so much. Um, anything else? Uh, no, that's, that's it. I've rambled enough. Oh, no. That's good stuff, though. This, and This is all we wanted to hear. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm excited to hear that you guys are actually enforcing the mask thing, because, like, here, you're not required to wear a mask. Certain places are requiring it. Um, but, like, my, my thing is, if you're going to wear a mask and say that everybody has to wear a mask, at least wear it properly. Like, I can't tell yeah. you how many places that, quote-unquote, require the mask and their nose isn't covered. Like, almost yeah. without fail, the nose isn't covered. I'm like, listen. Or the people that wear them on their neck, and it's like, it's not a fashion statement. Yeah. It's not scarf. Yeah. 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 Like, there's one guy that literally just, like, ha- um, it, it was like a sensor bar across his mouth, the, the way he was wearing it. It's like, come on, that's hmm. not doing anything. You know, another guy just had it over his beard. Oh, you know, geez. and I mean, like, I don't like wearing them. Like, I only wear it if I absolutely have to, because like, I can't breathe comfortably with it. Nobody really can. Like, the 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 mask isn't meant to be a long term thing. You're supposed to wear like the whole medical mask and all that sort of stuff was, you know, concocted to keep you from dripping into your patient. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's not going to be comfortable. And I still find it interesting because, you know, people... And it's interesting to watch people freak out about the masks and the regulations and all these sort of things. Because initially, the CDC said, don't even bother. It's not going to help. And then they backpedaled on that. Oh, well, maybe mm. everybody should wear a mask. You know, and, and there's a lot of doctors that came out when this first started and said, no, it's not going to help at all. Here's why. So it's it's kind of interesting to, to see it. But if if we're going to do it, for the goodness sake, just do it right. So I appreciate the fact that you guys are enforcing that. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, there's, a, there's, there's some stores, there's a lot of places where, you know, if you're out and about, they'll, they'll say, you know, no mask, no entry, you know. So, yeah, yeah. What about you, dude? What's going on? All right, man. Well, so... Keeping my theme alive here, I was reading a little bit more of the poetry I spoke about last week of Mar- Marcus Amaker. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping the education of myself going, but I did finish the Bruce Dickinson book ah, somewhere this week. It's fantastic. You absolutely mm-hmm. need to to read it, Snowy. 
he talks about his battle of cancer and all that sort of stuff and just really, really kicking ass. And then um, after I finished that one, I started rereading What Are You Doing Here? A Black Woman's Life and Liberation in Heavy Metal. And that's by one Lena Dawes that I interviewed a few years back for uh, Iron City Rocks. Um, so that's that's a killer book, and it's it's really interesting to read it again in the current climate we have going on mm-hmm. um, with racism and all that sort of stuff. And just you know, with that in mind, things that have been on my mind have been uh, Bob Dylan's "The Hurricane." Are you familiar with that song, Snowman? Mm, no. Uh, it was about Reuben Carter, the um, I believe he was a middleweight boxer back in the '60s, and like you know they called him Hurricane Carter because he was known for knocking a guy out with a single punch. Like he, uh-huh. had, he had a heck of a swing, and he was basically framed um, for a murder because he, he was the black guy in the area, and the cops have been trying to pin him uh, for stuff for years. Oh, okay. And um, so he spent time in prison. He was finally uh, let out, I believe, acquitted. Because like, I've, I've read the story a couple of different times. And I can never remember all the details. But basically, he was wrongfully imprisoned and let out. And I was thinking about that just because of, well, the current culture that we have going on. But then nobody can paint a picture the way that Bob Dylan can in verse and song, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that led me to something a little bit mo- more modern and also ties into the book that I was reading because um, Skin is on the cover of that book from uh, Skunk and is it Skunk Anis or Anisey? Like how do I and, Yeah, I was I I could never say it properly okay, myself, good. but yeah. Good, we both struggle. But anyway, yeah. they have a brand new single out called This Means War. Have you heard that? Uh-huh. No, no, but I'm going to now that you mentioned that it's there. Dude, it's killer, and it is basically like um, the come at me, motherfucker. Um, you know, <laughs> you know mm. fire, firing the warning shot kind of thing. And I got to say, man, like, so I, I started with that one, then I went back and listened to the first record, and they have a bit of a Rollins band vibe to them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. like the classic like somewhere between the classic Rollin Bands lineup, um, with um oh my goodness who was on the bass. Andrew oh I can't believe I can't remember, um but then the and also kind of mixing with what they did with the Weight record because I think that's probably the record that's most famous for everybody with the song Liar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I've been listening to that this week. Um, and then I did get a chance to check out the band Cruelty that I talked about last week. Um, their new EP Immortal Nightmare. And after sitting down to listen to it and you know, really kind of peruse some of the, the art images, it is not near as homogenized as I thought. Um, it was just like that initial thing that struck me. Then that once I dug in, I'm like, oh, no, I'm really digging this. So I enjoyed Immortal Cruelty. I recommend everybody check that out. Mm-hmm. And then I think we talked about the Ultraman series, right, on Netflix? Mm, not last week, but we have in the past. Yeah, so I got through the first season. I've done a lot of watching since we last spoke. Um, I got through the first season, and there's only one so far, of uh, this new Ultraman series. I am not used to the modern Japanese anime, especially when they do TVMA. It's a little bit gory. 
Um, like literally like they behead something and the blood just spurts out for a few seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not typically my thing, but the story was real good. Like I, by, by the, the last couple episodes, I did not see anything that happened coming. I'm like, this was awesome. Yeah. It was That's really, what really you good. want. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then that ties into, cause again, it actually, Ultraman was after this other set, but are you aware of the three Godzilla movies that are anime movies on Netflix? I've seen them. I haven't sat down and and watched them though. I I, I want to say I've seen them. I I know of them. You know they're in my queue. I haven't had a chance to sit down. I'm just gonna binge them one night, all three of them. Uh, so start with Planet of the Monsters and then give yourself a break because Planet of the Monsters is super boring. Okay. Like super boring, tough to get through. Um, but then the next two, City on the Edge of Battle, and the final one, The Planet Eater, are kick ass. Right on. They are just totally kick ass. Like the first one was just boring as hell. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how did how did anybody, you know, like I I can't believe they made two more with that first one because it was just not fun. <laughs> And but then the the second two, holy crap! I didn't see any of that stuff coming. Now, and the funny part though is, I should have seen one thing happening. Like they, there's enough stuff. Like, and I've watched enough Godzilla where I can't believe I didn't expect something. I was kind of embarrassed. And once you've watched it, we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, it it's the, the second two are amazing, and. I, like I said, they just get they just kept getting better, better and better and better. Right on, right on. Yeah, no, they're they're on my to do list for sure. Obviously, being a big fan of the big guy. Well, and then one more thing that I think you'll appreciate: Were you ever a fan of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer? I uh, am yeah, huge, Mark. Huge, Mark. Yeah. I'm actually going to be dropping some Buffy names a little bit later on today. Rock on, man! Because I I always love love Buffy. Like I was a big fan of of the of the series because it got much darker than the movie, you know. And so there's a show I found on Netflix. Um, first season? No, there's two seasons up now, and it's called The Order. And just the way it's starting, it's got a Buffy meets the Skulls movie kind of um kind of vibe going on like it's got secret societies and werewolves and magic and it's been pretty darn cool i'm really digging it right on yeah so that that's been my my week this week man cool cool right on right on Ah, sky are you still in one piece yeah Okay, yeah, I know, I, I know you're busy there and all that, but I'm hearing crash, bang, boom, and it's like, okay, she's not dropping anything on her fingers and on her toes or anything. Yeah, we haven't heard any screaming yet. Yeah, okay, well, that's good. I'm just making some food, like, for myself. Ah, uh, right on, right not on. real. Um, for myself, since since we last sat down and pressed record, we've had a couple of weekends, so I'm just kind of, and I've done a metric shit ton of stuff, so I'm going to kind of narrow myself down. I took a couple trips out and about. I'm stepping out into the world now, putting my toes into the pool just a little bit with everything that's going on. And of course, i got to hit the record store, obviously. Obviously, and 
My first trip, I managed to um, snag a copy for a really, 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 really decent price. So I jumped all over it, and I didn't care that it's actually uploaded on YouTube, but I grabbed a copy of the live DVD CD release of, of uh, Graves and Raptured. You know, if you're really into Swedish... Nice. Swedish death. That's you know that's that's definitely a uh, a package you're going to want to pick up. That came out in 2006. Back on. And I was like, how how do I not? How did I not know this? How did it, did I just know this and forgot and whatnot? But I made sure to snap it up. Really cool stuff. Um, you know, I'll be I'll be getting you know a lot more action within my dvd and cd player and i want to ask you aaron yeah are you familiar with the hilarious house of frightenstein does that ring a bell to you at all it does not i feel like it should but it definitely does not it it was a it was a children's canadian it was it was a it was a variety show shot up here in count in up here in canada in the in the early 70s and it's basically about um, it's uh, it's kind of an homage to the classic monsters, the Draculas, the Frankenstein's, the Igor, and they created their own, the Wolfman, and they created their own characters. It was it was hosted by Vincent Price. Okay, and like picture Sesame Street sort of, but with classic universal monsters okay and now of- this is starting to sound familiar as soon as you said vincent price because in yeah from the 70s through well heck until he died i've always followed everything vincent price did mm-hmm. um so okay so hang on here what's it what's this called again let's try it's this again called, it, it was called the hilarious house of frightenstein okay let me start let me see if i can find some images and see if it rings a bell here Okay. While you're looking for an image, Snowy, have you ever tried our nachos before? <laughs> Not yet. Not no? yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. I just put chili on my nachos. Like we put beef on our nachos and load it with veggies and stuff, but like I put yeah. the chili. I put the chili on the nachos. I'm okay. gonna send I'm gonna send you a picture later. Thank you. You got me convinced. You got me I, convinced. I know, I'm convinced too. Like like brand on over here. Oh, <laughs> I can mail nachos, can I? I mean, I don't see why not. Send it via moose mail. Moose mail. There you go. I'm sure, Sky, your dad would remember the hilarious house of Frightenstein. Does that does that ring a bell to you, being a Canadian girl? No, no. Uh, I was just all about the Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, okay, well, okay. Well, kind of picture Pee Wee's Playhouse, but. With a focus on Dracula, Igor, the Wolfman, and it was hosted by by Vincent Price, and all that. Well, obviously, this you know Vincent Price is no longer with us. the The guy who did a majority of the characters, Billy Van, he passed away a little while ago, and all that. And it's a big part of my childhood. When I found a CD called "The Return to Frightenstein." I have to admit, I got a bit excited. Okay, and I got this home, and I was—I just—I just bought it sight or sound unheard. I just grabbed it. I wanted it. It's more Frankenstein stuff. Okay, I got home and I opened it up, and I realized, okay, 
This is a brand. This isn't a soundtrack or anything. It's a brand new recording or brand new um, audio play. Like if they were to make an episode of the hilarious House of Frightenstein in 2019, obviously without Vincent Price, who was replaced by 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 Malcolm McDowell of all people, fantastic stuff. Huh. And you know they got someone to re- re- replace Billy Van, but I was just—it was one of those moments where I just turned into a kid again. I turned off all the lights, okay, and I listened to this like, you know, like the way you used to watch a scary movie when you were kids with the lights off and un- under the blanket or whatnot. Well, that's kind of the way. I listened to this because it was like an old friend of mine, but it, but a radio show, old time radio. So I'm like, oh, I was so excited. Yes, Aaron, when you get a chance, and I'll send you an email or text to remind you, I believe a lot of the episodes are up on Facebook. The Hilarious House of Frightenstein. It's, it's a, it was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking. I, I don't recognize this but i feel like i should but nothing nothing jogged my memory at all it it probably didn't make its way out outside of canada and we're talking the early 70s it only lasted a couple seasons yeah but vincent price the amazing thing about this though is i remember watching it as a kid okay there was obviously reruns okay but i remember because i was born in 71 Watching it as a kid Sunday morning while we were getting ready to go to church. I'm watching Frightenstein. <laughs> I mean, I used to, I used to love that irony. And I mean, all it that. makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second trip out to the music store was just yesterday. You know, I wanted to spoil myself for on Father's Day. Well, first of all, li- little Snowy came by and. We had a quick visit, you know. Unfortunately, it had to be six six feet apart and all that. But she uh, she kind of set me up with some cool magazines, um, a special Mar Marvel magazine called the the World of Marvel, and a and, and a cool Star Wars a, a a children's Star Wars coloring and activity book. She just knew, okay, this, this is for kids, but I know damn well my dad's going to sit there and he's going to color all this and he's going to do all the crosswords and he's going to do all that. She knew it was definitely something that I was going to do. Of course you are. And to go along with that, she bought me the latest issue of Guitar World. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't like I don't play guitar and all that, but she just saw the cover. It said, you know, the Metal Inquisition on it. There's Dave Mustaine, Matt Heafy, the dude from In Flames. You know, it's just okay. It's a metal magazine. My dad will like this. And it's like, wow, I'm flipping through, and it's like, okay, yeah, no, I'm not a player, but I'm I've read my share of guitar worlds and all that so it's like wow thanks a lot i'm gonna be sinking my teeth into this but as i made my way back to the record store i picked up two really cool soundtracks okay on vinyl first of all i grabbed well it was probably the second or third you know printing of it, but it was the original vinyl of John Williams' Jaws, the original soundtrack yes. from 
From, from Jaws, yeah. <laughs> it's just that movie's oh, what forty five years old. Yeah, seventy four, seventy four, seventy five. Yeah, I think yeah. somebody is just posing that Jaws just turned forty five. Yeah, it's more than a day and a night, and the music is absolutely amazing. As I'm listening to this record just last night, okay, it's not. Like it's 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 all music I've heard before, right? And we're all familiar with the main theme. Oh yeah, dun 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 Okay, it's just the rest of the stuff. Okay, maybe I just haven't seen the movies so often and practically got it memorized and all that. I just subconsciously just picked up all the other music as well because as I'm playing the whole record. It's like, should I know all this? I know all this music already. It's like I've been listening to this, you know, I've been listening to this same record for about a dozen times. It just, you know, it's just, it's amazing how the mind works when it comes to music. Dude, John Williams was so far ahead of his time for what he was doing with his film scores. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he he is... Like the probably one of the best examples of the modern quote unquote composer, which I always find that funny. Like, um, in classical music, you know, they break down the periods and it's like classical, you know, and Baroque. I'm nowhere near order, everybody can leave me alone. But I always found it funny because, you know, like now they call the modern period. I'm like, well, what are we going to call the next period? I'm like that's a terrible name because we're always in the modern period. Today's always yeah. what's modern. Like that's a terrible name. Why would you call it that? <laughs> you know, that's that's mm-hmm. like like when like I always loved it when people call you know Rush a progressive band, and like well, but they haven't progressed. Like they they stopped progressing. And the funny thing about progressive music fans is if progressive music doesn't follow the exact same genre that was set out by bands like Rush and Yes, well then they don't like it. I'm like, but. By the very nature, it has to progress. It has, it has to, to change. progress. Yeah, yeah. For like, sure. like that's a terrible name. Terrible name. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like back to like the, the Jaws thing, man. Like Jaws was just such an iconic horror movie. It mm-hmm. changed the way everybody felt about the ocean and sharks. Oh, right. Geez, yeah. Like talking to to, um, to one of my mom's friends grew up like on the Jersey Shore, and she's like. She's like, before Jaws, they'd call for shark. Everybody get out of the water. Nobody think twice. No big deal, right? You know? And she's like, after Jaws, people ran out of the water screaming if somebody saw a shark. Mm-hmm. You know? Because, like, they did such a great job of building that suspense, that horror, that fear of the unknown, the thing you can't see. You know? Like, just, just such an amazing and groundbreaking movie. Definitely, definitely, and the music as oh, well. Like so, is so, is so absolutely iconic. The other record I picked up was another soundtrack, and I don't know if you're familiar with the horror movie Demons. No, I'm not. Uh, okay, okay. Well, it's a horror movie in the mid '80s, a demonic possession, a very, a very, a very splatter, splatter gore fest. Right up my alley. It's been a favorite movie of mine for the longest time. And if you're familiar, you know, 
since I, you know, grabbed the soundtrack, you you might be thinking if you if you knew anything about this movie in advance, you might be thinking, okay, great, no, that movie had a wicked soundtrack. You know, it had Molly Crew, except Saxon, uh, Pretty Maze, Billy Idol. You know, it, you would think there was a whole whack of wicked stuff. This soundtrack, this particular record, though, was the instrumental stuff from uh, former Radioactive Metal alum Claudio Simonetti, Simonetti who is of course, who is of course noted for his work with Goblin. Okay, that was the record that I picked up. And now you you might be thinking, okay, Claudio Sim- Simonetti, and you might be familiar with Goblin. They have that progressive '70s sound, but with this record, okay, it definitely had you know that mid '80s techno vibe to it. And the music in this, you know, like the main like the theme to Demon, simply called Demon, you know, was yeah. For if you're into that stuff, that it's definitely an iconic song as did, well. Did we talk about this record before? Because this is feeling familiar. Did we talk about some other soundtrack that Goblin did? Well, we've we've had we've had Mr. Simonetti on the show. We've, Maybe we've talked about Goblin a lot in the past. I've talked about the Demons soundtrack, the you know, like with the with with crew and Saxon and Accept yeah. and Pretty Maids and all that. That I have. But no, this record was just just the um the uh, the uh, the electronic music and all that, which is basically it kind of breaks into two different records. It's kind of an EP of the music on side A and then Side B is like live versions and demo versions and piano versions of various songs and all that. So it was made for an amazing package, not just the music, but it came out with an awesome gatefold sleeve and a promotional poster. And in the movie, the way the bad guys sucked, you know, their victims in to the movie theater was this free ticket to the metropole theater okay in with this record was a uh, a replica of that metropole ticket <laughs> that's so cool in the so a guy that's like so me cool. knew <laughs> you you knew like like i was totally marking out oh, the yeah, second man. i saw this like i opened it up and i just <gasps> love them look at this look at this look at this and i'd explain it to her what it is and all that and it's just ah and the the vinyl itself is beautiful purple marble and all that and yeah while mrs snow like she's not really into the music very much anymore whenever i bring home a like a wicked vinyl like that we open it together and we look at the we look at the we we look at the jacket and the vinyl and we get all excited. That's awesome about man. it together. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wholeheartedly what recommend go to rustblade.com and look at all of these. Like it's a relatively new record label that's putting out a bunch of old Goblin albums and brand new vinyl packaging and all that. Some really cool stuff. We're going to get into some music here. Just a couple quick records came across my desk. I think, Aaron, you're going to dig the band Vile Creature. Really cool. Um, 
doom slash bizarro type duo they dropped their latest record on prosthetic records called glory glory apathy took helm and i know you're into the doom and i know you're into the weird stuff and all that and that i'm going to definitely recommend and i'll drop a track from that as well the uh band ulthar ulthar has dropped their latest record providence um if that if the name sounds familiar you might know a thing or two about it because their vocalist and guitarist shelby lermo is a member of vastum and an ex-member of extremity until his latest project ulthar dropped their latest record so we're going to get into some tunage here because i know we've had a lot to say so far and it's definitely justified so it's time to drop a track here let's go with something from that, that vile creature record this is you who has never slept
from the aforementioned Ulthar record of Providence. That well, that's the title track from that. Go out as you just heard. Go out, grab you know a copy in any way, shape, or form. That's some really good stuff. Really cool band and some really great guys in that band as well. Have to admit, been really stoked about tonight's creature feature having um you may recall last year um aaron um ducky and i when we made our way out to the uh the quebec death fest we met up with the uh, owner and operator from behind cdn records oh yeah and we kind of kept in um in touch with craig and all that and I got really excited when he let me know that CDN had signed none other than In Satanity. It's like, holy shit, that's that's actually quite the get in in Satany. And I'm going to pronounce it different every time <laughs> I say it. It's just it's just one of those weird names where it's insanity. But instead of saying it's Satan in there and all that, because it's metal, it's Cavalt. Okay. <laughs> it is Cavalt. <laughs> it's very Cavalt. Yeah. So I'm 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 gonna get it right. I'm gonna get it wrong every time. But I definitely got it right when I slapped on in Satan's latest record and kind of their comeback record, available now from CDN record called. Hymns of the Gods before. Even did one better because it's actually a band we probably should have had on a long time ago, but now is probably the best reason to. I recently sat down with bassist vocalist Chris Lytle, who has been in this band right from the start that go back to 1993, their first couple Wow. Demos dropped. Yeah, yeah. They're one of those bands that I heard about, you know, from within the underground from various magazines. And we got into that a little bit with Mr. Lytle himself. So without further ado, we are going to get into that wicked chat that we had with him. And to get us there, how about a song from said new record? This is our chat with Satanese Chris Lytle and the track Demons. Oh, I like that.
First and foremost, with everything that's going on in the world, the most important thing, you know, music and new records and all that's fine, but the most important thing right now is how are you doing personally, health and happiness-wise, with everything that's going on in the world? I'm doing well. I mean, I'm just trying to keep going and keep busy with new material since we can't really go out and play, and that's been keeping me busy and, uh, no. Just bored mostly, not uh, with everything being closed, so you can't really go out anywhere. But I said, as long as I have material to write and ideas to come up with, that's helping to pass the time pretty well. Right, right on, right on for sure. Yeah, I have this. I have this show definitely keeps me busy doing kick-ass stuff like this with you tonight. Thank you so much for your time. Um, I guess when this interview goes to air oh no the new record hymns of the gods before drops as we speak tomorrow the 19th right yes it comes up tomorrow right on right on so this is actually pretty good timing um this is your first full length with insane um since 1996 i believe like you've had various splits and live recordings and then all of that yeah, but, we must like, have been EPs because uh, no, we had you know, members change, and it was just like, you know, it was hard just to get people to come in and finish. We just said we just put out what we had. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah, like, the, the trials and tribulations in a band must just be crazy, you know, especially, like, when stuff like this, this hits as well. I have to say, I'm pretty excited um, because we're good friends up here in Canada, obviously, with CDN Records. Got really cool. stoked when they announced that they were going to be putting this record out. Um, how, what's the whys and wherefores, and how did you end up hooking up with them? Uh, we've had the album recorded for a little while, and we were just going out uh, trying to see if anybody was interested in uh we had a, someone message us saying that uh, they might be interested in doing something, so I got a hold of Craig, and he said he was, so it went from there. I mean, everything's been great with him and the CDN, so we're real happy with everything that's going on. Right on. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Good, Like I said, they're good friends of this show, and when they announced, it's like, holy jeez, that's like because you're a veteran you've been around like a while now like for them to snap you guys up you know hats off to them and i'm i'm glad to hear that you're happy with the results as well um it's going to be interesting come six months to see where you guys are hopefully um you're going to be out and about pushing this record hard um yeah that's what we're hoping (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah 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 your last you did that last full length in question, 1996's Divine Decompositions, out on the yeah. old Unisound record days. And it's like, man, I, like, I remember Unisound and all that. And they had some wicked bands like Mortuary Drape and some Nun Slaughter, Red, Rotting Christ. Yeah, uh, Rotting Christ was with them too then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're still around. Yeah. As well. Um. Do you recall how that happened, hook, hooking up with them? Um, I can remember some of it. That was mostly with Mark, the old singer, handling that. It, it oh, was okay. the same thing. We were just shopping out the 
the um, demo and Holiest Rising at the time, and they're they're the ones that uh, he felt at the time was the best choice to go with that uh, of everybody who answered. No, definitely, definitely. I remember, um, I remember, I remember that label just from ma- like old magazines, like like the Pit that would have um, samplers, CD samplers, and all that. And I always kept those things. I just, I was just never one of those guys that got rid of stuff. So I'm sure I've gotten in in Saint in, in Saint sampler somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 still, I actually still videos. have that. I still have that. Uh... Yeah, it was a sampler, or a U.S. sound sampler with the SOD. Uh, that was it, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have that still. I still have that uh, that issue as well. <laughs> <laughs> excellent, excellent. It's like I knew it was either the pit, the pit or SOD and all that. This is like, oh, which one is it? Right on, right on. Good. See, it's good that we're kind of on the same page here with that. But the band today... I'm like from what what I've seen and doing all my research and all that definitely has changed. It's safe to say like this is kind of your puppy by now. Like this is you're yeah, you're yeah. the only original member now. Well, I'm not I'm actually not even original either. I I, re- I replaced the original bass player George, and that was after like the second demo. I came okay. in the, on Unholiest Rising came out when when right before the the album came out. So from that lineup, I'm the only one left. I was actually out of the band for a few years, and I came back. Was a um, Mark was Mark was pretty much done with it, and I asked if it was okay for me to go because I I liked the songs that we had, and I, a lot of people still wanted to hear them. So I said, "No, let me. If it's okay with you, can I keep going with it?" And because it just didn't feel like it was ready for those songs just to go by the wayside and and mm-hmm. get the music out there. Right on, right on. Well, and he, uh, so we did everything we had to do. He was okay with it, and and then we are now. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yes, and I've been cranking the new record lately in preparation for this, and I'm impressed. I'm impressed. A lot of really good stuff. Thank you. Thank right you. On, I mean, right there's just some brand new songs on there. Some stuff that we had for a little bit. We brought a, an old demo song back. Like, yeah, we wanted to make a, uh, a culmination of everything that some of the guys that were in the band and Philly uh, wrote before I moved to, moved to uh, Tampa. I asked them to come with me, but you know, it was a lot for everybody just to up and move with me to, to relocate with the band, but that was understandable. So when I got the people down here, we just, we talked to everybody. We were, uh, everybody was cool putting all the material together. So we decided to make the one whole album with everybody who's ever been in the band pretty much, uh, or at least the, the incarnation of the band. So there's, there's some, there's a song from when the band originally started and then uh, some members that were in for a while in Philly got their stuff and the guys we have now, we put all, and decided to put it on whole, um, one whole recording to just to bridge the gap of Philly and, and Tampa. Oh, right on, right on. Right on. With with this current lineup, okay, and particularly your drummer Ron Ron Palmer. Yes. Okay. 
checking his resume, like is, is he not a current drummer in Perdition Temple right now and is working with Malevolent Creation, has worked yeah, with Vitality, you know, it's like, wow, he's got, he's got, he's got like the pedigree and all that. When did you find him? When did everything happen with him? Uh, we've been, we've known Ronnie for a little while, and, and a friend of ours uh, uh, suggested that we work with him when we were looking for somebody. And uh, he's, he's just a phenomenal drummer. We were, we were lucky to be able to work with him. Now he's getting mm-hmm. a little bit busier with uh, his other projects. But, uh, no, he's still around. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, 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 So he's really, I mean, yeah, I mean, he made the album sound incredible. I mean, we were really happy how what, what he did with it. Right on, right on. Is he going to be able to commit to this project once all of this blows over and people are touring and all that? Like, is he putting a lot on his plate for this? Well, you know, he's doing what he what he wants to do. I mean, he's happy playing for everybody. And then uh, I guess it'll be mostly just a scheduling thing. If he if and then if if not, we already have a contingency plan. If if he's busy, uh, we'll have someone fill in. So I mean, it it we're going to keep going. We're not going to sit around if he's out with Malevolent or see the Perdition or something. So I mean, we, it's already been discussed what we're going to do. That goes with anybody in the band if they can't make it. We we have uh, people who he'll gladly come in and fill in for us. Well, that's good. That's good. Excellent. Excellent. Because that's that's one of the things I always think. Because like I know, like even here in the local scene. Okay, like, drummers are such a hot commodity, and, and both metal and punk bands, every drummer is in, like, four or five bands, <laughs> because it's like, everyone wants to be a guitarist, everyone wants to be a vocalist, we need more drummers in the, wor- in yeah, the world. Yeah, that is true, because uh, <laughs> the good ones are in, almost, I think there's probably, what, five or six of them in every band? <laughs> All the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> And maybe a name that is not more familiar with 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 the scene right now, but uh, your label mate or label mate, your bandmate Vanessa Cordoba. Yeah, that was a totally brand new name, you know, for me personally. What's maybe you can shed a little light and kind of introduce our listeners to her. Well, Vanessa's been playing for a little while. I mean, she she was playing bass. Uh, well, she played guitar and, and bass. But uh, she was playing in a few metal bands down in Ecuador where she was living, and she came up here, and she was just uh, helping out some local bands. And then I ran into her, and I seen some of her work online, and we talked to her. Because she can, she can play piano. She can sing. I mean, obviously, she's singing on the album, but she actually can actually sing, sing as well. So I mean, there's a lot of attributes that we wanted. we think we might actually add that she can bring to the table. So we're really looking forward to bringing everybody's uh, skill into some of the music. Right on, right on. Um, like, the, you're, this, this, this project goes back to the early 90s as well, as well. And yeah. there's, there's going to be, like, probably a whole new group of fans that are probably just hearing about you for the first time and like, if you were to get like some 
some ink for this record from from the press. I could see it either going both ways, where they kind of put you in the the legends category, or De- Decibel Magazine putting you in like the fresh blood section. I don't know if you read that read that magazine or whatnot. Yeah, that's yeah. where they kind of that's where they kind of put the the up the upcomers. But it's like, no, Chris is a veteran. He's been around. You know, he's been there, done that. Um, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself? As the grizzled veteran, or have you been re- rejuvenated now and you're still a young gun coming up? Well, yeah, I would say I'm pretty much middle of the road. I mean, uh, I, I would like to uh, – well, I see, with them putting on the fresh category, I would hope we could be put in there <laughs> so more people can hear us. You know, I mean, we've been around, but we've been a lesser-known name than some of the other bands that we started out with. So we're hoping to – maybe uh, work our way up so more and more people uh, are more into what we're doing and we our fan base grows and gets our name out there more. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we're we really working all this time. We weren't sitting around during the last few months. So we have a, a good stuff uh, stockpile, so hopefully people will keep liking what we got. Wow, right Do you still retain some of the same influences like you had – back in 93 or have you picked up some different ones or are you finding that now the 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 coin is kind of turned and you you find yourself influencing a new generation of artists uh well i still have all the influences i had back then i listen to all, all the same stuff i mean i mean there's more newer bands that come out that that I, i'm also into as well but I mean, if someone comes up to me and says I influenced them, that that would be great. I mean, I haven't heard anything like that, and that'd be awesome. And I hope I, I hope I, it's something that we can actually do. I mean, we just want to keep showing people what we're doing, and 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 all, like you said, influence other people to get into the genre. It, it's a it, it it is a really good genre to listen to. I mean, it, some people don't can't get it, but it, it it's takes a lot of talent, and there's a lot of talented musicians who do it, and. And then they said, like, if we can be an influence, in any, a positive influence in any way, uh, that's something that would be very good for us, and we would enjoy hearing that. Oh, for sure, for sure. I personally think that you you would have a lot to offer, like a younger, you know, up, upcoming musicians. Um, kind 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 of with that, what would you say, just kind of off off the top of your head, like? You have a career highlight. The the metal gods, you know, have come down and said, "Chris, we're taking everything, but this 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 one moment in throughout your music musical career so far." What would you say? You know, that what's that one moment you'd want to retain? Uh, just the interactions with the people at the shows, and when we play. I mean, that's something I really cherish and enjoy meeting new people and just getting their take of how they enjoyed watching us or just their uh, what they think. That's the best thing. I mean, we're going to keep going out and playing and, and doing this. So that's just something you can keep going, and that's something you, don't, you never lose, just the interactions with the fans. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like, I, as, like I've been on both, on both sides where I've, I've been the fan meeting the big artist and now like I'm interviewing, you know, these 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 bigger artists so I kind of see it on on both on both sides. What's um maybe in the next 
Okay, all of this stuff blows over, and the band is back and ready to rock and all that. What's the next 365 days? Do you have any kind of any idea? Oh yeah, we have we yeah we yeah other than writing, I just you know when you're sitting around, you come up with that, tons of ideas and idea uh, what you want to do. But we're definitely going to go on the road. We're de- that's the first thing. And as soon as we know we can actually achieve that, we're gonna we're gonna start setting up dates or trying to see if we can get on any existing tours that are ready just for as as a support for somebody. And then uh, we uh, like to release a few few things as well during the year, maybe a single or EP or something. If as we uh, work towards the next album, that we actually, like I said, we've been working on stuff. We're already into that already. So, but we don't want to put another album like over top of this one already because we want to support it as well. So maybe if we That's put out true. a single, you know, like a single or a small EP as a carryover to it comes until we put another album out while we're in between touring and doing some other stuff. That's what that's kind of what we want to do right now. Excellent, excellent. Sounds like a plan. And finally, I'm sure with the new record dropping, you're a busy guy, lots to do. Um, with the word, like I love the way, like your moniker and the way the word Satan is work is worked into that. But has that has that ever been a hindrance at all? Just maybe trying to get the record into certain shops over, over the years, or just any any problem with people protesting the name or or anything? Has has it been a problem at all ever? No, I, I think some people, uh, if they actually really look at it, they kind of overlook it because most of the people think our, it says <laughs> insanity instead of insanity. Right. So it, it, it's never really been an issue. We've never run into that once. And then and a lot of people say they can't read the logo because the way it looks looks like, you know. <laughs> so like I said, we never really had a had an issue with it. And then and and besides, other people pronouncing it wrong. So uh, I guess that helps. I guess that helps <laughs> keep any all the protests down. <laughs> I probably I I probably pronounce it five different ways as well. It's kind of it's kind of too bad. <laughs> It, it would probably good. It'd be good. It would be good. It would be good press, I guess, if uh, if you had all these religious groups coming out and you know protesting shows and all that. <laughs> yeah, is it, I mean, that, I don't know. Did they still do that anymore? I mean, that used a lot of stuff they did back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm old enough to remember the PMRC and all and all that. I think uh, I think you guys. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think you might have made a really good impression on Tipper. Back oh then. Yeah, yeah, you might have a poster of us up now. <laughs> <laughs>
to the Shining Wizards, listen to what some of our fans have to say about the show. Hey guys, it's the Stallion, and when I'm contemplating suicide, I throw on the Shining Wizards because nothing makes me feel better than knowing I'm not one of these four grown adults, virgin fucking marks, discussing a fake wrestling product. Tune in live every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. East, rantemradio.com. It's the Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. As the sun gently wakes a sleepy world, feelings as warm as summer rain wash over you. Before you know it, you're falling in love. Baby, baby, falling in love. KTEL presents Fallen in Love, 
a special album of 20 love songs by the original stars, the stylists. You make me feel brand new. Three degrees. When will I see you again? The Manhattan. Let's just kiss and say goodbye. These are 20 beautiful songs of love. Turns my whole world misty blue. Don Goodwin. This is your song. Marty Robbins. Return to me. Fallen in Love. 20 beautiful love songs. $6.99 from KTOW. Tape or cassette $7.99. Available wherever fine records are sold.
They go back to those um, the days of Unisound records where I first discovered in Satany with a whole truckload of other really cool metal bands. One of them being Mortuary Drape, one of their latest records dropped a couple years ago, Spiritual Independence. That is a litany. And before that, um, Swedish Death Metalers. Verathron, who their their record Patriarchs of Evil we've played on this show before, and I thought it was kind of apropos to get this particular band on once again, seeing as they are connected to tonight's creature feature. That was Verathron with Into the Absurd. Once again, thank you, everyone involved in bringing that wicked creature feature to us tonight thank you mr lytle and it's a fantastic new record hymns of the gods before available now from cdn records be sure to check that out the last little while i noticed a thing within the music business has been biopics you know, kind of like bio quasi documentary, but in the form of actual movies, actual biographical movies. We've like had Bohemian um, Rhapsody and Rocket like Man. Bohe- like Rocket Man, Bohemian Rhapsody. We had Lords of Chaos. How about Molly Cruz, the Dirt? The Dirt. And all that. What is going, hopefully, what is going to blow all of that away has been. This recently announced biopic about Lemmy. (laughs) Ah, yes, yes. Apparently, we found out earlier this week that the legendary Motorhead frontman Lemmy Kilvester is going to be getting his own biopic. So, speaking of picks, now, like the whole the whole thing, I'm just kind of going through my head. It's like. You know they they said they're 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 gonna cover their his time being discovered as a roadie with Hendrix, that his time in Hawkwind, oh, wow, and, and forming Motorhead, 
and I think going all the way up until the sad day that we lost him. So it's going to be quite extensive. That's a long, long time. Like they're gonna have yeah. to do like a lot of time skipping. I think so. I think so. Like they're gonna have to a, a little bit, a little bit of interaction with Hendrix, a little bit of interaction with Hawkwind. I'm curious to see what they're gonna do with that. And then, of course, you know, Lemmy doing his thing throughout the years with Motorhead. They never announced who is going to be playing Lemmy himself. And it's like, God, that's, wow. That's a role like that. Okay, every actor's dream. Because imagine, like, you are becoming a person. Like, when you play a fictional character, you could act or do anything because they're fictional like yeah. who are you to say that this guy didn't do this this and this or act act this way or not act this way and all that we all kind of have a good idea you know how how lemmy was and all that so to for an actor like to really sink their teeth into something like that they, they just must yeah i'll do it i'll do it i'll do it or maybe this is what separates the, the once again it's Lemmy separating the men from the boys, the women from the girls. You know, who's gonna step up? Who's gonna step up to be to play none other than Lemmy himself? And I imagine everyone kind of has their own ideas. For me personally, I don't know if you've managed to give this any this any thought or what you've come up with, but you may have, you know, later or er, earlier on in the episode, I've mentioned. Uh, oh yeah, I'll be talking about Buffy a little bit later on. This is where that's going to come in because I was kind of thinking about it. Who would make a good Lemmy? for this upcoming biopic. Sarah Michelle Geller. She's too short. Not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. No, no. But since there's going to be different stages of Lemmy, there's some nice irony there, or a nice pun there. Since there's going to be various stages of Lemmy, I'm thinking, well, the very first incarnation of lemmy i'm not too sure but the still young lemmy just as motorhead is kicking in how about james marsters oh yeah you mean spike who played spike from 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 buffy the vampire slayer who like i've seen his acting chops and all that and he's actually pretty good and a really cool guy oh he's really good yeah yeah his so, his character Spike was fantastic, and then to yes. see him play other stuff in movies over the years. Uh, but I think honestly, like if they're going to spend the bulk of the time of Lemmy, you know, like the in his forties with, with Motorhead, like I think that's that's where um, Marsters would make more sense. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, younger, yeah. Not the one right at the end. Well, yeah, not the eighty-year-old Lemmy, but that's like I, that's a good pick for a Lemmy because I was thinking, 
I, like everybody who even remotely made sense in my mind, and I couldn't even like tell you the actors right now. I'm just thinking like some of the voices. I they're all old, you know. Like we don't have. I can't think of anybody who could play Lemmy in his prime, you know. Right. And I'm glad you said James Marsters because I really thought you were going to tell me David Borneas and have it be Angel. I'm like <laughs> Angel is Lemmy. I don't think so. I, no, I think so. I don't think so. But. To kind of continue with the whole Buffy thing and yeah. kind of move on to later life Lemmy, I'm Giles. thinking Anthony Stewart Head, yeah, I think would be, you know, to to play old man Lemmy. And, of course, Anthony Stewart Head, yes, played Giles, who played Buffy's, uh, oh, shit. The Watcher. The Watcher. Yeah. God, Jeez, that, I got to go back and watch and watch the whole series again. I'm starting to forget these Dude, I these, that series. these little. Oh, I was so loved it. Yeah, I was just yeah. talking to my wife about that series the other day because I was making a, a reference. Um, like my son, like he's the different things he's learning in history. He gets on these kicks where, like, um, he's like King George. What a jerk. I can't believe he do that to the colonists. I'm like, Nicholas, it was like two hundred some years ago now. Like like really everybody's over it. And he he's he's upset about it. Like it just happened yesterday, you know? And I laugh about that because I think about the episode that where they it was the Thanksgiving episode. Oh yeah. Where Willow went to have this nice Thanksgiving and um like one of the local um, Native American tribes in California, like had an Indian spirit that was, you know, attacking them, and somebody somebody called it an Indian, right? And no, I think Giles did. I'm like Giles, how could you say that? It's Native American. You're so insensitive. <laughs> and he looks at her, rolls his eyes, like, "Forgive me. I still refer to you, you lot, as you bloody American or colonials. <laughs> you bloody American. colonials." <laughs> I I <laughs> lost it on that one. Uh -huh. like, that was so good, you bloody colonials. There you go. And now picture that. Picture kind of that that that's that that that, that snarky attitude or that, yeah. that that vibe, but dressed up as Lemmy. See, I and and now that you're saying that because I mean like if you remember the episodes where he was the Ripper, um I man, you're you're right. I I think he he could really pull it off. Man, that's, oh, that's a really good one. That's just a couple chickens. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I I man, yeah, I, th I think it's a good pick. Like I've I've been struggling. I'm like because I I just I can't put anybody in my mind that would do that. Now, if they are well, gonna go back. And like do like Lemmy with Hendrix. I honestly think that we need to have a shot of Lemmy at the Cavern Club seeing the, the Beatles. Um, ah. Because Lemmy always said, he's like, listen, man, he's like, I saw the Beatles play at the Cavern Club and I wrote it for Hendrix. My rock and roll cred credentials are impeccable. There we and, go. So I, I think think we need to we need to have that 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 whole thing there. But yeah, like that's gonna be a tough one, man. I was thinking that the um, just build wise, the guy that played uh, Nikki Six in the in the dirt. Ah, okay. I, if he could do an accent and get himself into character, because I, I mean, he did a great job. I thought with Nikki Six, like I oh, really for sure. believe it. Yeah, 
So yeah. I, you know, he might yeah. be able to pull it off. And hey, yeah, he's already got the got the rock and roll experience. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. like Lemmy just has such a presence. Mm-hmm. You know. And you would you'd kind of need an need an actor that would be able to pull this out. At, did you see? Um, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No, it's on the list. It's definitely on. It's definitely on the list, though. It's, okay. it's I love Tarantino. So I don't know if he could do the accent, but now after seeing Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Brad Pitt's performance in that, okay, is just stellar. You know, and I'm like, you know, because because I'm thinking, I'm like. Like, who's an actor that could pull off this stoic badass holding a bottle of whiskey? And, like, when you when you see that movie, you're, you're you know, hopefully you'll agree with me here. But um, I'm like, man, I, th- I think Brad Pitt could possibly pull it off, you know? Because he's older. He, he's he's not quite the chiseled, but he's still in, in shape, like menacing. I'm like, like a lemmy. I'm like, yeah. I'm like that. That he might be able to pull it off. But again, like, can these guys pull off an accent? Because like, all we need is like a terrible cheesy accent. I don't want to deal with that. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! What oh, about what oh. about Johnny Depp? Uh, yeah, you know what? That's actually pretty good because I've I, he's done. I, I'm gonna vote for Johnny Depp. Yeah, I yeah. think he. That would be. I think he'd do a great job. Yeah, because he does a lot of weird things. Well, and, yeah, everything he gets into, you believe, right? For like, like, because mm-hmm. it always every time I see him in a movie and I don't know it's him, it takes me forever to figure out that it's him. Like, because you really believe he's whoever that is, right? And if you think about yeah. what he did with Captain Jack Sparrow and the fact that he based it off of um, Keith Richards. And he's got that whole rock and roll vibe, the the bad boys of Hollywood with the Viper Room. Like he he gets the badass, you know, dragging a bottle of whiskey with him, drinking it straight. Like I man, yeah, I think that's my vote. Yeah, and he has to make up for that Lone Ranger movie. Oh, I I, I enjoyed him as Tonto, but that whole fucking movie as a Lone Ranger fan, ugh, ugh, I was. There's certain movies I'm just not gonna bother. With. No, don't bother with yeah. this. Go, go find the 1982 <clears throat> Legend of the Lone Ranger. Go, go, go check that one. Anyway, some uh, Sky, do you have a, a a pick to play his? I'm, his, I'm, gonna, his I'm gonna go with the Johnny Depp. I oh, like. Okay. I think I think Johnny Depp would be. Yeah, same thing. Like uh, anytime he plays in a movie, if I don't know it's him, I usually <laughs> can't tell it's him. Like right. He's he's really good at what he does, and like he's just got that kind of crazy, like you know what? Like I don't know how to explain it. Like he could be crazy, like you know. Okay. Like I, I see him with a bottle of whiskey, being a complete idiot. Just but like I, the, yeah, I, I think he would be perfect. All right, I got one more. He's another guy that I never know it's him unless, unless I know it's him. Gilly? However, Brad, Brad. If Brad Pitt played that, played played him, no, I'd be pissed. I don't know why, but that would piss me off. You I mean, you you're you're the girl that doesn't like Brad Pitt. You're the one girl that. I don't care for him. I don't know. He's overrated. 
Right on. Know, That's what man. I want to hear. Sky's my new heroine. He, yeah. He's a finely chiseled man. I, I think we can all admit this. But what I'm, I'm all about the dad bods. I like to get. There we go. That's what thank, I want to hear. Thank goodness for us. But um, <laughs> what do you think about Gary Oldman? Yeah. Yeah, he, he played Sid Vicious, right? So he's got that yeah. rock and roll experience. But then think about the work he did as Serious Black, right? Yeah, like I, I think he, I think he could, maybe. Like I, I'm, I'm really leaning towards Johnny Depp. I feel like right now, I think Johnny Depp or like Giles, like you said, would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm liking these. I'm liking these. Yeah, those are some really great candidates. We probably. Should- Keeping these to ourselves, though, because you know someone is going to get tapped after listening to the show, and then once again, some some someone's going to get famous and all that, and it's because of us, and we're not going to get any fucking credit. But we again. know, <laughs> we know that it's because of us. We know, we know for we, sure. We for make sure. the world go round here, so it's all right. <laughs> I kind of put it out to a couple friends on the Facebooks and all that, just to kind of get their idea as to who would make a good Lemmy. And the first to respond was our good friend, Coffee Bean Oculta from True Cobalt. Oh, what smart ass thing did he have to say? No, no, he, he dropped Billy Bob Thornton. Really? Yeah, which actually, okay, yeah, the the latter day, if you could get a, if you get an accent on him, you know, maybe maybe the the the, the latter day Lemmy. Okay, I All don't right. think I've heard Billy Bob do anything but a southern accent. <laughs> there you go. Maybe it's just it's just one one step away. Um, Mike Live Undead. He's the uh, he's a moderator at the World Scene uh, face Facebook page. I think Aaron, you're involved with that. With, yes, with that page as well. He um he he contributed Sam Elliott. Oh yeah. And I was like, you know what? That actually yeah. 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 That, that would actually work really good. I wanna say I wanna say hello to uh Mr. West Tully. He is uh he's a buddy of mine here in Winnipeg. He's part of the bleeding old blood <laughs> and he recommended Lemmy's son. Oscar yeah, it's like okay. Oh uh, my goodness, what do you think about the actor that played J. Jonah Jameson in the first three Spider-Man movies? Oh, J.K. Simmons. Yes, him. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. I, the funny I, thing about that is he yeah. played he he played Jameson again in the MCU. Yes, films, which that's huh, good and bad. He makes a great J. Jonah Jameson, but they're they're crossing universes now, and that's just going to confuse people. I, I thought it was cool they brought him back. Yeah. Because, I, I, I mean, he's he's probably the best Jameson oh, know, yeah. the, the films have seen. But, like, but honestly, his role, because I was just watching Spider-Man 2 and 3 with Nicholas, and, he, like, in Spider-Man 2, just watching him act and react in the character i'm like he could really get into a lemmy right like because oh, I, I mean he, so, yeah. he was totally believable as the comic book version of you know like like what you picture when you read the comics is what he portrayed on the screen so i, I could see him getting got. into lemmy 
Yeah, yeah. Well, how what we know of Lemmy, yeah, probably take the the same idea. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, that's a great idea. Great idea. Another uh, buddy of ours up here in Winnipeg, Mr. Jason McNaughton, he of Hippo fame, up here. He contributed. Um, he said that he had a teacher in third grade, and she looked just like Lemmy. <laughs> she could. She could play the role, and his dad actually used to call her Mrs. Ace of Spades. That's amazing. <laughs> imagine, imagine that. Uh, you know, like, oh, imagine being so butt ugly that, as for a female, then you're you're being referred referred to as that. Uh, I almost feel bad for. Her. And finally, Radioactive Metal listener John Ware, he contributed, um, he, he said, I can't think of anything that would do him right. And he said, I still don't think it would be as good as the Boy George movie, which I did. There's a Boy did, George movie? Apparently, apparently. See, our, see, Radioactive Metal listeners, we got our finger on the pulse. And what's 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 going on in the music world and all that? So, thanks, John. No, we had no idea that 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 was kind of um, make making its way out too. I I would watch that. I haven't enjoyed anything from the Culture Club since I was a kid, obviously. But um, I, I think I would watch that because fucking Boy George is a character. Oh, he is. He is. <laughs> you know, I loved to, Culture to, Club to, as a to kid. To this day. To yeah. this day, yeah. Like, and, he's... Sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to say, like, I had no idea he was gay till somewhere in the late 90s. Like, real late 90s. Look, looking back at it, you probably could have assumed that, but I didn't... I just thought, okay, he's just a, a weird guy. That's all a, I thought, that, too. Yeah, he's he just, just crazy. An eclectic guy. Yeah, yeah, they didn't just... I didn't think i didn't even bother to question his his sexuality but the, we were kids yeah, kids, yeah me kids, kids kids don't judge by sexuality or race or religion and all that you know that's how kids got it over adults you know now now more than ever yeah, amen to that yeah yeah and it's the same thing and it was the same thing like um with mr burns on the simpsons now that I kind of think about it, like, okay, as it turns out, like, Smithers, you know, is sexually attracted to this weird old man. It took me for the longest time, even though I was an adult, I just thought Smithers was just so career-oriented, so career-motivated, and that he was just a fucking bootlicker. You know, he was just such a kiss-ass. I didn't even put it together that he was physically attracted to mr burns okay so is this your theory or is this for real because i'm like no, I don't this think... is this, this is me that i'm okay. making it it's, I'm, it's I'm like, i don't think i ever figured that one out like i don't think i make that jump no he is he is they've i've finally seen enough evidence but i'm talking like the first 10 seasons or whatever when apparently the whole world knew that Smithers was homosexual. I didn't. Wait a second. So is this like a for real thing? No, I'm. Is just, he really? Like yes, the rest he is. Of the world? Well, I have yeah, no idea. Like, we all we all now know that Smithers is gay, but we just I I didn't at first. While the rest of the world did, I just thought he was just 
you know, he was just such a kissy uh, on his job, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I'm eagerly awaiting the Lemmy biopic, and I certainly hope we get it in theaters up here. I know um, one of the one of one of our theaters that it isn't afraid to play some of the more eclectic stuff. We got the Runaways uh, biopic up here be- because of that, and of course we have our Cinematheque Art House theater that you know definitely would play something like this so sky when the cinematech plays the lemmy movie we're there yeah I'm down for sure, oh, for, sure for sure and we'll sneak, we'll sneak in our lemmies <laughs> actually I'll, that's right I'll in our lemmies that's right that's right yeah that's something you've never done with us yet you've never had the back alley you've never had snowy's back alley lemmy. Oh, yeah, i have Oh, I've had plenty. Well, no, not a Lemmy, but I've had plenty yeah. of back alley beers. <laughs> okay, okay, but one of what I like to do, and shh, don't tell you that. <laughs> okay, but like I'm always packing a bottle at a show, and before the bands go on, we'll we'll hit the back alleys and all that, and we'll pound back this bottle of Jack, a whole bunch of us, and that's that's what's known as the back alley Lemmy. And all that, which yeah, you've never because you're working, working. yeah, (laughs) you're working and all that. So when the Lemmy pick does come, you know, a whole bunch of us will get together. You know, you myself will will get Ducky, we'll get whoever else. You know, I'm sure we can (laughs) gather up a whole bunch of people. We'll fill that art art house theater, and before that, we'll have some of Snowy's patented um back alley lemmies which by the way of course i'm having lemmies in my motorhead mug yes i know it's monday night but hey i knew we were going to be talking about this so i thought it was a kind of appropriate and before we get on with the rest of this episode um did you guys well okay this was before your time sky but aaron did you ever read cream magazine oh yeah Okay, there's going to be a documentary. I saw a, a, tra- a trailer for it, all about you know the immortal Cream magazine. And as a, like I still read the mags and all that, and fanzines and all that. So when they when I saw a trailer for this, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. I know I know the Cinematheque Art House Theater up here will definitely air something like that so yeah um maybe i'll throw the trailer up on our facebook and whatnot just to get everyone else excited about it what i'm excited about is this week's indie spotlight we're always on the lookout for fresh new talent Check out this Indie Spotlight. During that bumper, um, Sky said like she had to bolt, as you could tell. She was still at work. God only knows what was what was going on. <laughs> yeah, you never know, man. They've had some wild stuff happen there. Yeah, we've had. She's had to break up fights on the air and 
you know so hopefully she's not this this time around hopefully it just got busy and she didn't have to break out the mousticuffs or anything like exactly. that to, that's what they call it in canada when you fight that's mousticuffs right. That's, <laughs> that's right that's right that's right that's right which i know she's going to be upset because tonight's indie spotlight a really cool kick-ass band from canada here um serene dark really cool band out of edmonton i believe their latest release and and teotromaya i think i hope i got that right i'm only saying it once yeah good luck with that okay. man you're guessing it mine <laughs> That's it. I'm only saying it once. It, from, from henceforth, for the rest of this segment, it's just the new Serene Dark record. <laughs> now I'm going to point you to all of their um, all of their details and all the way that you can get a hold of them. But I'm not saying that again. I don't want to blow my perfect record. Anyways, Serene Dark came across my desk, gave it a spin. This is some good shit, as you're going to hear. And honestly, honestly, I think they should be picked up. They, yeah, like they, they should. It sounds like they really got it going on. So from their latest release, this is Serene Dark with Trance of Disintegration.
there. That is definitely some good stuff. Go and check out all of their, you know, their whys and wherefores, who they are, what they're all about at serenedark.com and facebook.com slash serenedark. Well, dude, another week in the books. Um, before we get on out of here, once again, thank you, Scott, for joining us tonight with everything that's going on in her world. She took the time out, even though she was at work today. She did all that she could, and like she's got with everything that's going on in the world. Okay, like she's got the insight. You know, like she's she 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 can tell us what's what about everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much to get us on out of here. We're going to uh, drop a new track from our good buddy Dustin. Of course, he you know of course he's a good friend of the show, a good friend of ours. But he's a musician. We've had him on the show for various reasons. His latest project, Shit Happens, was on an extended indie spotlight. Well, with everything that's going on in the world, he kind of took his downtime and did his own solo black metal project. And I had to call him up and say, dude, like, how do you pronounce this? Like, you know I suck. Why would you do this to me? Like, you know I suck at pronouncing things. You intentionally went and you found this word just to fuck with me, didn't you? He probably and, did. I, he probably did. I know. I know. This is this is what I go through with these people up here, dude. You have to come up here and, and, and have my back with these cretins. Anyways, his his project is Icelandic for the for isolation and it's Oh, oh. In Endgrum? Spell it. Uh, okay. Let's spell it out. Yeah. E I A E I N A N G A M. An Engram, to which he said is Icelandic for isolation, which kind of stands to reason. So as I said, he kind of he kind of kept uh, himself busy creating more tunes and I figured we would go out tonight with um the first track from that project that he recently dropped called Deep Depression. You can check it out aningrum.bandcamp.com slash track slash deep depression. Basically just go on Bandcamp, I guess Google Deep Depression all that. You know, maybe we'll throw it up on our Facebook page as well. So we're going to go out with our good buddy. How um, can people get a hold of us? Well, Snowman, www.radioactivemental.org. All our episodes are hanging out there. Find us on iTunes and the Google and all sorts of other places where there's podcasts. Chances are if there's a podcast, we're there and we didn't even know we were there because we're just <laughs> worldwide. Um, Radmetal666 on Twitter and Instagram to interact with us there. Radmetal666 at gmail.com to drop us a line. Um, 
facebook.com slash radmetal. Check us out there. Drop us a line and message us at any one of those places. If you would like mm-hmm. to get the address for one snowy white up in Canada to send via moose mail, via passenger pigeon here from the United States, in um, other parts of the world, I honestly don't know, um, you know, en- enough to, like, you know, make jokes about those countries. Like, I don't know, you know, if Germany would send over the Red Baron, um, you know, to, 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 to drop it off. Like, if, if we, the Luftwaffe, yeah, that'd be it, you know. There we go. We have the Luftwaffe in Germany to, to take a message over to Snowy in Canada. The uh, Royal Air Force in, um, you know, the UK there. Um, but remember the old days of writing letters, the pen mm-hmm. sections of Metal Forces magazine. I can't That's say right. that and not think it's dirty. <laughs> but write Snowy a letter, exchange addresses. He's all for it. It'll be a great time. You can have a pen pal again. Of course, you can also find us at ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. We're a part of that network proudly with another podcast that Mr. Snowy White here does called A Wrestling Night in Canada. Um, It's all about uh, baseball. And, um, you know, we're just going to roll with that, see if anybody notices. And then, of course, here's first, every Thursday, PureRockRadio.net. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, particularly i want to not not just it's it's because it's our brother show but um i want to draw everyone's attention to wrestling night in canada because in the wonderful world of pro wrestling it has been a very trying time lately you'll remember last year aaron the whole me too movement with you know, with all with the shit that Feinstein was oh, yeah. going out le- left and right, more, and it's we're still seeing that today. Every once in a while, I turn on, I I turn on the metal news, and it's another scumbag musician that did this to a young lady or this that and, and another thing and all that. Well, some stuff came out in the world of pro wrestling, and that sparked the whole speaking out movement where more and more young ladies are coming out and saying this wrestler did this while I was training and this wrestler, this and just, just names just being dropped left and right. And it's really discouraging. Well, me and the boys from wrestling night in Canada, we went through it all and it was a tough episode to get through like we like to do a lot of joking around a lot of funny funny ha ha and all that there was not a whole hell of a lot going on with this so yeah please go and check us out there on the shining wizards network shiningwizardsnetwork.com and once again thank you to our good buddy tony there for all he does and i you know we don't want to we don't want to leave out the big boss man at pure rock radio rich for all he does for us every week as well and of course check out this track go check it out on Bandcamp. obviously a good friend of ours in the meantime and in between time that's it this has been and oh the insanity the insanity 
episode of Radioactive Metal. For our good buddy Sky, I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. Uh-huh.